I've used different uh, homiletic techniques uh, over the years as a priest, and if you've been paying attention to the structure of my homilies, uh, and there is a structure, you might say, well, Father, you never use any notes. How is there a structure? Well, there's form, and then there's formlessness within the form. Some of it is extemporaneous, but there's always a form. Uh, there's always, and the form is this, that it always starts out with what, what, what is it, and then why should it matter? That's the basic technique. And the what is always, you know, the proposition of the truths of God. My job, I've made a promise to God to propose his truths and the truths of the church. And I'll be judged whether I do that or not, whether I do that fully or not. I take that very seriously. I've made a sacred promise to do that. And it is not contingent upon you accepting it or how you feel about it. It's irrelevant to me. My job is to speak the truth. And so I do that. And um, by that, I will be judged. You'll be judged on how you receive that. And so, you know, best of luck to you. <laughs> but I'm here for you, and I love you. Even if you disagree with me or the church as it is, um, I'm still here for you. And uh, I'll help you through it and do my best to explain things. So here we go. Today, the what? Transfiguration. So I want you to be able to leave, this is the goal, is that you can always leave knowing the what and why does it matter. So here's the what. Why the transfiguration? What is the transfigure? What's the deal? Okay. Remember that there's all these events that we read about with Jesus where, you know, the voice from the heavens and the dove, like the baptism in the, in the Jordan by John, right? He gets baptized and then the heavens open and a voice and a dove, Father, Spirit, and Son, right? The Trinity is revealed. So whenever these big events happen like this, it's God confirming who Jesus is, his identity. That's what's happening. Okay. So with the transfiguration, the primary point is he takes Peter, James, and John, the three leading apostles, and he's revealed as the one who was prophesied who would come, the Messiah, and the one who fulfills the law of old. So Moses, you remember the Moses stories and everything? Moses went up Sinai and received the Ten Commandments. So Moses represents the law. So when Jesus raised up in the transfiguration, he's talking to Moses and Elijah. Moses represents the law, and Elijah represents all of the prophets. So Jesus fulfills all that was prophesied about the Messiah, and fulfills the law. That's what's happening, okay, symbolically to the apostles. It's, this is who Jesus is. Once again, Jesus is God. Jesus is, is the Messiah. Now, the next thing about what is that what's going to happen after they come down the mountain is they now journey to Jerusalem and suffering and death. So by taking Peter, James, and John up the mountain and they see him in glory, right? They, they behold this manifestation of the glory of God, something nobody else has, has really been able to see, perhaps Moses of old, but they're, they're, they're able to see Jesus in glory. And the reason for this is to give them strength and courage because he knows they're gonna see his death they know what a tragic event that's going to, or Jesus knows what a tragic event that's going to be for them, right? That's going to hit them hard. And he wants them to see the glory of the resurrection 
to, to get a glimpse of it before they see his death so that they won't lose faith. They won't lose heart. They will stay steadfast. And so he gives them this vision to give them strength that, you know, the suffering is not the end. The suffering isn't the end. The sacrifice isn't the end. That the end or the goal is glory, is resurrection. All right, so now the why. Why should that matter? Well, last week, I I invited all of us to consider the truth about ourselves or some truths about ourselves. That in our spiritual development and our personal development, we, we can't really grow until we look honestly at ourselves. And really, we can only affect change in ourselves and we're really only responsible for ourselves. I mean, obviously when they're little, but as they get older, we're less and less responsible, right? But we're responsible for ourselves and for our own spiritual development. And so that can only happen, development, if we know what we lack. We can't grow towards something if we lack. If you're playing a sport and if you're not good at anything or good at something, I could never really hit a curveball. It was always a problem, right? I had other strengths in playing baseball, but the curveball, so, you know, but you don't get better unless you know what you lack. So you're honest about that. Okay, what do I have to work on? It's fine. We all have stuff. I got to work on this. I was thinking about it this last week too, and I, it, it had been a while. So I, went, I called up a priest friend and I said, I got to go to confession. There was this priest talking Sunday. He said, I got to learn the truth about myself. Oh, that was me. So I went to confession. And, uh, you know, this is just what we do. This is a spiritual life. Okay, so last week I invited you to look at a truth about yourself. And maybe you've thought about that this week. Maybe you haven't, maybe you weren't here. But consider that truth, which is a lack, right? Or something that needs growth, something that needs improvement. Okay, what, what I want you to attach the transfiguration to is that what happened to Jesus is in store for us. So just as the Lord was transfigured, so too differently because we're human beings and not God, but we will also be transformed. So what God wants to do is transform us. He wants to transform our weaknesses. He wants to transform what we lack and turn it into a victory. I talked about that last week. So what I invite you to do in light of the transfiguration then is understand that transformation doesn't just happen in heaven. It does, right? Our resurrected bodies and all of that stuff, we're gonna find our, the perfection of whatever trans- transformation we will undergo. We'll find that in heaven. But it begins now. It begins with God's grace now, with baptism, with the sacraments. So what I invite you to do is, let's just do one thing. You know, Let's just think of one thing you wanna fix. It could be relational, uh, between yourself and your parents or your kids or friends or work, whatever, you and God, whatever it is. Um, and I invite you when you come forward today to receive Holy Communion, to have that knowledge manifested and present that to God. Lord, this is what I'm asking for you to transform in me today. Begin your work in me today. And when we allow that to happen, because he won't do it without our permission. When we allow that to happen, it's amazing how God will answer us. He always will deliver. Please stand.